Blog Talk Radio. Yo! Sharp Rock coming back on for 1990. Word out, word out. Kick this out to my man Rob Swinger. Hot dog, dinky. Manager, butt, have lover, you know what I'm saying? Dr. No. Here we go. Come on. The hit man, yes, the hit man, yo, you know it. The first cruncher, the man on the sequencer, he was scared to kick a 16 bar. He's not a rap star, not saying that I am, but on the jam. I'm gonna kick a little, not a Dr. Seuss riddle. No caps and hats, boxing some socks. Back to the DJ jocks, check your clocks. Half past what? Time to bust up. Not a pistachio, he uses a Casio keyboard and a Tascam board. The click in the B50. Get nifty, born with the gift, time to get hit. Not with the manufacturing of a split, he never wrote one, never sold none. The beat gave me the high that brought fame to us, and how we gonna kick it, huh? Y'all doing great, hope y'all had a great Christmas. All that good stuff, I know I had a great Christmas, had a great vacation last week with the fam. <clears throat> We're doing the European things, but the week of Malta, it stops in uh, Rome on the way there and Paris on the way back. A little typical black trouble thing, but at any rate, big opportunity to podcast with Scott Burch, the Clown Hour, and I am the current sportsman called The Clown Times. That's Clown Spell with K, by the way. You can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you'll be able to find me on Facebook. Just go to the search window in the upper left-hand corner. Just uh, type in the Clown Times. Again, it's Clown Spell with K. You'll be find me there as well. Well, with, <clears throat> you know, me being on vacation, as I said last week, you know, a lot, missed a lot of the juicy stuff going on in the sports world, namely one, Jerry Richardson. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot about that as well as, you know, the NFL's stupid-ass <laughs> catch rule. And, you know, just talk a little bit, a uh, little bit more NFL and a little bit more college football playoff. You know, we're going to get our picks in or who's going to win all, all that good stuff. So, anyway, bring in my co-host, my co-pilot, if you will. Y'all know him from uh, the HBCU Sports, where he raps about all things HBCU Sports, as well as his, his, his podcast with Coach. You check him out on, on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday night. Uh, sleazy Riddle. That's that. You know that's it. That's that's what it is. And the one and only Dwayne Nash. Dwayne, hope you had a great Christmas and all that good stuff. Hope that you didn't drink too much. I know I did, but that's another story for another time. How, uh, how you doing, brother? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that that starts to happen a little bit uh, around tomorrow afternoon for me. Uh, for those that are in the D.C. area that are familiar, old school Bamas that are familiar with Hive, oh. I found me a Hive location. And and and, uh-huh. and uh, let me explain. First and foremost, Hive was kind of like the equivalent of 7-Eleven, right? But they were known mm. for their dairy products, like milk, ice cream, and especially eggnog. So they had the bomb ice cream and the <clears throat> bomb eggnog. Now they're Ooh. no longer in the well, they're no longer in the immediate DC area. You have to go a little bit closer to Baltimore to actually find you a highs and get you your highs products. Now I found one a little bit closer to the DC area. It's about maybe a twenty twenty five minute hike outside of the city, off to the side, nice little quaint spot. They got my highs ice yep. cream. They got my highs eggnog. I had my little eggnog for the holidays with the family. About to go ahead back up there tomorrow, get my eggnog so I can have my New Year's eggnog. You know how that go for this coming mm. week. So I think I will be participating with the little libations um, with some eggnog. It'll be a little tasty, a little throwback. Plus, you know, Skins got a win this past weekend. Makes it a little bit That's easier. Right. But... You know, the, the the whole city is in, in, in an uproar because, of course, now it's loser speak to be going eight and eight. It's funny. These are the same right. people who thought the skins would go six and ten, but are upset that they're going eight and eight. Go figure. Well, I'm, that's because I'm you guys understand that math. Good enough draft pick. 
Yeah, it, I think well, it's because you guys are going to get in draft pick purgatory, if you will. Not 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 high enough to get a great draft pick, but kind of like a no. There. That's not what it is. What it is is that these most of these people are upset because they thought that this team could have been a playoff team with the post loss to, mm. to, to actually the giveaway game. You might as well say to the to the Rams, the close loss to the Chiefs. Um, and the the fact of them not giving any effort whatsoever against the Cowboys and the Chargers, they thought this team could have been a potential 10-win team. Ten wins with the mm. way the playoffs are looking right now, especially with that win over the Seahawks, they would be in. But since you had those two close losses, actually were in, in, in the Dallas game, you, you had the other Dallas game where there was a, a, a close back and forth. Uh, with uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott that they lost at the crib. So with, with, with all of that play, I'm just trying to understand how they're upset about a team that they thought would be sub-500 with all of these injuries to go 500. And then, of course, they don't want Kirk. And, and everyone else is, is waiting with open arms for Kirk. So whatever happens to this fan base, man, in March – you know, it, it, it happens, and I'm just going to shrug my shoulders and say, hey, uh, this is what you asked for. You're going to get what you're going to get. I don't understand this whole concept well, you know. of not playing a good quarterback 15%. But that's for another podcast. Let me bring it back. For another I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you asked me how and I was. Get to that. It, it, you yep. know, and, and I was good until I started thinking about them clowns. So I'm sorry about that, bro. <laughs> no worries. Hey, doing NFL free agency seasons, that is like the hot stove league, the new hot stove oh. league. Um, we're we're going to we're, we're gonna, we're, because I have a feeling, I have a feeling that it's not going to turn out well for us, for the Washington fans. I have a not at all. feeling. And I, and I think you, uh, uh, your girl, uh, Liz, Liz Locker Room on, on Twitter, yeah. another famous uh-huh. big time wet, wet Washington fan. Yeah, y'all, y'all gonna be kind of uh, y'all gonna be killing kind of way. I'm not saying that to cast aspersions. I'm not saying that to Washington fans. <laughs> I, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of love for Washington fans. I really do. I mean, my dad's a big time Washington fan. I'm just saying the way it was handled the past, I don't know, two, three years maybe. Uh, uh-huh. I just have a feeling it ain't gonna come out the way y'all prefer. That's I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> no, I think it well, I, it's not going to turn out the way in the end that they want it. For for yeah. for for those right. that that are Cook fans and want him to stay, they're going to be the ones that will be disappointed if he leaves. It's the ones that don't want him to be here, don't want to give up what I like to call, you know, the, the five, that famous Martin episode. He didn't want to pay the mm-hmm. five. The, uh, Daniel don't want to pay the five. I guess we'll wait and see what happens. But I don't want to go into that rant. I'll wait and save that rant until free agency time comes around because I did some nice research. Mm. Everyone's talking about, you know, the infamous 15% and, of course, the outlier of that being, at that time, Joe Flacco. But I I got counter-research against that, and I, I hate that Joe Flacco argument, and I got things to counter that. So when the time comes, of course, I got, I got my 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 yes. beats. I got my beats. Boom, boom. I like it, like it. Well, going from one depressing note to somewhat disturbing. Yeah. Jerry Richardson happened last week while I was on vacation, yes. and and I'm not going to go into all what he did. I mean, it was just. I mean, let's just be real. He's an old white dude from the never generation. He is mm-hmm. what he is. I mean, talk about the. And last, what is it? Let's see here. Uh, at least, what, four former Panthers employees, this is according to SI Sports Illustrated, uh, have received significant monetary settlements due to inappropriate workplace comments and conduct by mm-hmm. owner, you know, by uh, Mr. Richard himself, including language and behavior sexually suggested, that is, and at least on one occasion directing a racial epithet towards a, a black Panther scout, former scout, who also mm-hmm. was among those settlements. Um, <clears throat> and basically, you know, the, you heard the creepy stories about him reaching, when he, takes, when he would take female subordinates to lunch, he 
He reached over, put the seatbelt on him, on them, just a cup of fill, if you will, on, on their breast assist and all that good stuff. I'm not going to spend much time on him personally because, mm-hmm. again, he is what he is. I just want to think so focus on the reaction from his players and his coach. You got Cam Newton coming out to his defense. Um, uh, 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 recently, uh, Ron Rivera, Coach Ron Rivera, leading a chant. <laughs> it says, one, two, three, Mr. Richardson, you know, after they won their last game last week, which is oh. not even just sad. It's pathetic and curious at the same time. And, of course, yeah. Jerry Jones, Jarrah from Dallas saying that it's a travesty. Oh. I'm paraphrasing, saying that it's a travesty, that he's gone, and we need more good men like him. Again, another old white dude from another generation. I, I just – it's what it's, this is why a lot of women – some minorities, but especially women, do not come forward when this shit happens. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just interesting how one, it's like that one stone, that one small snowball that falls down a hill in the form of Harry Weinstein turns into countless scores of women coming forward. God bless them for coming forward, but man, this is this is this is something. I mean, it's not enough for a the NFL to bring people from the outside to investigate this dude. But when this same guy, Mr. Richardson, who, who brought the NFL to the Carolinas, I always have love for him mm-hmm. for, like for that. Gave North Carolina, and, and I don't care if they call it Carolina. It's a, it's a North Carolina based team. We don't. Yeah. Get, it's, I mean, South Carolina, as far as I'm concerned, is, is left out of this. But but at any rate. Uh, that's not here nor there. The point is, is that a man who's been so proud, who's been with the field of the NFL since the late 1950s, caught the winning pass from um, uh, uh, Johnny Unitas in the 1959 NFL championship game that put the NFL essentially on the map. Um, he just said, you know what, I'm going to sell the team after the season. Didn't even didn't, didn't bother to fight for his legacy, what's left of it. He's going to just sell the team. Now, I know that people will say that, you know, he's 81 years old, had a heart transplant, he's buying the South Central team anyway. But I never heard of, any, of him wanting to sell the team before the season started. I never heard True. of him wanting to sell the team, even hell, a week before all this crap came out. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's just, I have a feeling that this, that Mr. Richardson is not the only owner who's been embroiled in any type of misbehavior. Be, like, like, because with the set, with you know, as the case of any sexual assault or sexual harassment allegations, it's about power with these dudes. It's it's like mm-hmm. they prey on the powerless because they do what they do because they feel like they can. It's like Harry Weinstein for several years, just like you know others that you know Tavis Bally, his his dumbass, you know, and everybody else is just coming out, you know, like um, Uncle Rush. You know what I'm saying? Like um, yeah. uh, Russell Simmons, uh, you know, which is very scary. I mean, if you read stuff about him and stuff like that. So basically, man, I, I just – but but I just – I mean, I know I'm all over the place because it's such a big issue, but I don't know why – you know, again, I, I get the players, you know, this Richard signed the checks. He drafted – he made Cam the number one overall pick, man, a Facebook franchise. I get that. But, man, at least don't comment, Cam, until the rest of the story comes out. At least make a statement saying, you know what, this is wild. And I'm paraphrasing. This is wild stuff here. But I'm, I'm just going to save my comments, reserve my comments until the rest of the stuff comes out. Don't say what he said. Don't don't just essentially dismiss the, the, the you know the, the, like the victims in this case as pure as speculation allegations they want allegations because Mr. Richardson settled with them that makes them no longer allegations that makes it officially uh. fact so oh man just someone needs to come like you know come get your boy man you you need to come get get your <laughs> because I I just I just don't get dudes who 
who say stupid crap like that when it comes to sexual harassment, sexual assault in the workplace, and especially when it comes to sports. Yeah, and, and, and I've said this before. We've talked about this before, especially as it pertains to Cam. I said this to a friend of mine who's a Carolina Panthers fan and a PR, you know, uh, a director. I'm like, this dude needs someone on his team to do PR because he's horrible at public relations. I'm not getting it. I'm not understanding it, especially recently as it pertains to women's issues. You know, first and foremost, you know, with the whole the the, the comment to the um, to to the writer of the Southern Observer, regardless of what she tweeted yeah. out, still doesn't mean that you know the disparaging comments he made about her are right or wrong or are, are, are right just because she's had her racial comments. He just don't know how to talk to women, and, and, and then it shows right now that he don't know how to talk about up. women. He just, right. he just needs somebody to just be right there with him at all times, man, tucking on his shirt tail saying, nah, bro, just don't say nothing. But my, my thing is this. Yeah. You can support someone or you can, you, can, you can have respect for someone. Also say that they've done something wrong. There's, there's, there's mm-hmm. no time in that. I'm trying to understand where this date of being on on both sides of a subject has as no longer is either you with me or against me, dude. I, I can I can love you, but dude, you still wrong. And the thing is this: if you weren't there with him, I can't. I've I, I learned the lesson the, the the hard way. If I wasn't mm-hmm. with you when it happened, I can't defend you. I can't because I didn't see it go down, regardless of whatever the outcome is. All I can do is just be like everybody else, let the investigation go down, let the truth come out, and then comment then. But if the truth yeah. is already out because there are already settlements about this, and then there's storylines uh, or, or stories that, that have been uh, described about what he's done, but the, the more infamous one, I know you're not going to talk about it, but i got to talk about this one just a little bit because yeah. oddly enough, the, the creep in me would probably have done the same thing, but the D-Nash smart man would know not to do this at work. You can't make comments about chicks rear ends in the office, man. You can't do it. Yeah. And it, it seemed like he, yeah. he, he set that Venom Friday thing up solely for that purpose. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and let everybody wear jeans in the office so I can go ahead and see what that dunk dunk look like on or casting over there. Come on, Jerry, you can't do that in the office, man. Or just even say how office. long it takes for them to get those jeans. I mean, shit like I mean, yeah. stuff like that. You just can't do that. I and mean, again, <laughs> he's a he's an older dude from another generation, from the madman generation, I guess. That that used to getting aware of stuff like that in the workplace of women for several decades. I mean, but that obviously doesn't excuse it. But it just it just creepy. I mean, when he reaching over a female, under a subordinate, to 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 buck a whole seatbelt so he could cop a field. That's that's crazy. That's that's uh-huh. that's, that's wow. <laughs> that 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 crap is like wow. That's an old that's an old school <laughs> move right there. I, I will say, Jay, yeah, that's an old, old school, school move. I'll give it to him. But you know, you still do it, 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 it. Yeah, and, and see that's where the problem lies. Now, once again, I'm telling yeah. myself I know because I know people who listen to the show that know me know. Uh, uh, you know, depending upon how cute you are, you know, and 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 I know how comfortable I am with you. Yeah, I might I might say a little something, but I know I can't do it at work. But see, that's that's where that that thing that thing that comes in, like you said earlier, control. When you sign the name on the check, yeah. you feel as though you get to do whatever you want, and you have that power trip. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that, that that Jerry Jones is one of the guys that supports him. I'm not saying that Jerry may or may not be guilty of this or of that type of activity himself, but there it is a picture of him. It wouldn't shock me either, but there are photos of him with porn stars in his office with them on their knees with their face. Then his crotch region and his pants down. That's all I'm saying. 
So it, it's, it's just weird when you got someone with, with, with shady situations trying to come out to the defense of someone with a shady situation. It, it, it just don't sound right. You, you can't tell me that, you know, we lose one of the good ones when you're doing something foul like that in the office. But uh, it's just, it's, uh, 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 but I, I'm, I'm like you. I, I applaud him for what he's done because he's given a region that solely either had to make a pick for the Skins or, or, or for the, the Falcons, and, and they really didn't want to take Atlanta, to have their own team, especially in a time where football was starting to thrive in a region or in a state, really, that was known solely for basketball. So when you give them their team and they've been as successful as they have been, two Super Bowl, two Super Bowl trips, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, two Super Bowl yeah, trips. So you get two Super Bowl trips. You know, you have uh, relatively decent teams. You've had some great players come through the organization. Hooray. Thank you, Jerry. But, man, this is inexcusable. It, it just is. Well, who have, like, forget? I just remember him. This is talking about Mr. Richardson. Like, he's one of the – he's one of the power brokers in the NFL. He's, you yeah. know, he's one of the part of big six – it's all called the Big Six with Jerry Jones, uh, mm-hmm. the Roonies in Pittsburgh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Kraft from New England, uh, mm-hmm. uh, of course your owner, Danny Boy Snyder, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, and, and and the Maras of New York. Uh, yeah. Those pretty much are the Big Six. Okay, everybody else is falls falls in order, and he actually it's argued is argued that he's like the third. Was powerful behind Jerry Jones and Mr. Kraft, uh, mm-hmm. but this is one thing. He apparently he, he's, he's very he was very imposing. He imposes will on folks because he's like six three, six four, and yeah. he he cares about a, a stern aura about him. Uh, but basically, he was more notorious during his uh, the uh, labor negotiations. What? How long ago was that? Like seven? What seven years ago? Something like that. Um, where, where, it was something like that. The players out, but but at any rate, he he memorably. I remember he and when Peyton, when he and Peyton Manning kind of went at it. Well, that kind of they they went at it. <laughs> I remember this quote from him. He said, "Quote: Do I need to help you read a revenue chart, son? We're talking about <laughs> the, <laughs> the like the revenue sharing amongst players and owners." He said that he. He, 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 it was, he was actually doing the 2011 uh, lockout. My bad, but basically, he basically he he, he belittled Peyton Manning, and I think he got the Drew Brees as, as well during the negotiations. But I just I I mean again he is who he is. I just I mm-hmm. just I'm just disappointed in Cam Newton and Ron Rivera like actively defending this dude. And and, yeah. and Coach Rivera recently just uh, like doubled down when called on it. Like was it yesterday or today? Um, after he led that chant in the locker room after they won the like, after they be uh, Tampa Bay, I think it was. So it is what it is. It's it's sad, but it's kind of like it's kind it's, it's kind of like dismissing everything. Because it was good to you. I mean, hell, good people do do dumb things. Good yes. people say hurtful, racist things. I know that for a fact. I mean, yes. that being a good person does not exempt you from criticism, from justifiable not at criticism. All. I mean, if, you, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Period. I've been wrong about a lot of crap. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If you're wrong, you're wrong. So, I True. mean, it's it's... it's Again, I get the players and the coaching staff being loyal to this guy for signing their checks and giving them opportunities. I mean, Jerry, I mean, what's ironic about Mr. Richard is that he's one of the more uh, 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 progressive owners in terms of diversity. He has a black starting quarterback. He has a Hispanic. He has a Latino head coach. He, he like the person who's running the organization in his stead right now is a, is, is a female, ironically. And he's been known to put females and minorities in 
in higher positions within this organization. That's what makes this baffling and perplexing. So I understand people defending them. But, again, when you're wrong, you're wrong. You can't just dismiss the victims and shame the victims because they are victims. And, you know, that's why, unfortunately, more women do not come out because of the actions from Cam, Rivera, and Jerry Jones. So I have a feeling, though, that this – I have a feeling that more going to come out of Mr. Richardson. He's, he's putting the secure for sale so that he can, in his mind, get stop the media from talking about it. But I don't, not only do I think this is only to the iceberg of Mr. Richardson, I think there's some they, – they, I wouldn't be shocked if there's more stuff about the owners that they come yeah. out. Because, again, they're yeah, uh, old dudes from that generation. True. Very true. Now, I'm just under the impression that He's selling the team so that the league will stop its investigation. But yep. well, my thing is this. Right. We are, what we know already is bad enough. It's bad enough. What else could he potentially be hiding if he's willing to sell the team? He's already had settlement. This is stuff that we already know. He's like, dude, this is too much. I need to go ahead and sell this team before they start this investigation. What other bones could potentially be hiding in this man's closet that we have no idea about. I'm I'm also I'm almost afraid to know. I I, I really am. It, it's, yeah. it's it's crazy. I am but too. you're right. It's a possibility that with him doing this, it may be a benefit to other owners because there may be other other owners involved in what he was doing as well. Hmm. Well. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it, 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 is, it is what it is, so it's time to cover the bad. And it's going from bad to – speaking of going bad to worse, it's time for the NFL to take the catch rule out back and shoot it. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> we got two weeks in a row that the outcome of the game – well, possibly the second game, but definitely more so the first game, where my mm-hmm. guy, Jesse James – I know I'm a Steelers fan, so I'm, sound, I'm sounding guilty and unobjective. So what? Deal with it, folks. But when he <laughs> caught the ball, that was a catch. He was on his knees. He was stretching the court. And the, he broke the freaking plane. The ball broke the plane. Period. That's a damn catch. We got robbed. The end. But I feel really for Buffalo when, you know, at, at, you know, at the end of the first half, near in the first half, when Kevin Bridgman had that beautiful touchdown catch, they claimed that he – what they said that they didn't appear he didn't control it. Now I watched it yeah. replay a couple of times. That was a damn catch. I'm sorry. It's, it's like you got some dude in a tie ass suit in New York City watching this shit and make who's making the the the, the actual calls. Like you overturned the overturned the officials twice in both games. Mm. And I, I I think I think it's time just. I mean, not only just get rid of the catch rule, I think you should get rid of specialized replay. I mean, it's I understand trying to get it right, but both times you overruled what the officials made the correct calls on. You just can't do that. But I think they just need to get rid of the catch rule because it's it's a damn shame when the professional sports league do do not know what the hell the catch is. So yeah, I, I, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's just baffling to me. It's bad because what we grew up thinking was a catch is no longer a catch. And then even right. with that, even within their rules, it's still subjective. The whole having possession of the ball, making a football move, and that football move has to be, what, about two steps? So you've you got to kind of be subjective about that. And then with the touchdown situations, especially with the crossing of the plane, and still having possession yeah. of the ball once you hit the ground. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's insane. It, 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 the, I, I guess the, the problems really started to bubble with the infamous Des Bryant catch or non-catch in New England a couple of years ago in the playoffs. As much as I enjoyed seeing that go down, I kind of felt bad mm-hmm. for him. I'm like, dude, that, that, was a, that was a catch, dog. With, with, what else are we going to call that? But, um, yeah, of course, enough owners 
of enough teams and enough coaches from enough teams have come out on the losing end of this, they feel as though that they're probably going to have to end up addressing this uh, come the off season when it comes time for uh, for, for rules to be uh, reviewed and looked at and and and, and what they want to do with um with 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 uh, is the replay because yeah what is and what isn't a catch is crazy. But I'm I'm the opposite of you. I want I I I need someone to be impartial in that situation to make make sure it's it's done right. But I just need consistency mm-hmm. with these calls. That's what I need, and 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 and, and hopefully that happens um, once they start having these these uh, these owners meetings, man, to go ahead and discuss this thing because it, it, it's starting to get out of hand now about what is and what isn't a catch. Mm-hmm. Because it's yeah. just the elementary thing of almost all sports just about that involves your hands. Baseball, basketball, football. <laughs> you need to know what a catch is. It, 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 either it is or it isn't, man. And, and they have to figure this thing out. Yeah, they, they really do. I mean, it all started from that faithful day in Chicago when Calvin Johnson made a spectacular, we all thought, was a spectacular catch with, like, what, two seconds left on the clock or something like that. And when oh, he came about down that his one. Zone, yes. That's when it started. He caught the ball. Yeah, I forgot about that one. You're right. Feet. He came up with two feet. And then yeah. put the ball, having to just spin around his body, and the ball hit the ground, and the ball stayed on the ground. Mm-hmm. They called it incomplete. We all damn, we all know that 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 was a damn catch. That was a touchdown. But yeah. that's when that stupid catch rule came in, and ever since then, the NFL has yet to decide what the hell a damn catch is. That's just it's yeah. just pathetic. It's just pathetic. If you don't know what a damn catch is, what are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know. It's half of the it's, game. It's, it's, it's really half of the game. It's, it's, it's baffling. It's, it's just, it's just yeah. stupid. I mean, come on. Come on, Roger. Do something about that crap. But let's just, let's just put all that bad and creepiness with Jefferson aside and talk about the good. Congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Los Angeles Rams. Say it with me. Yeah. The division champion, Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. This is bizarre. If this is not bizarre world in the NFL, I don't know what is. The Jacksonville Jaguars winning the division for the first time in several years, and the Rams winning for the first time in several seemingly like seems seems like thousands of years. I mean, they, you know, I mean since the I guess the the, the greatest film, the greatest show on Turf days of the yeah. late nineties, early two thousands, uh, I guess. But uh huh. But 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 uh, peep this for a minute, man. This is like old school, man. This is like vintage old school in the 70s NFL. You got the the, the uh, Minnesota Vikings winning the division. Mm-hmm. You have the Philadelphia Eagles winning the division. And coach your home field. And you have yeah. the Los Angeles Rams winning the division. So anyone want to do some history, and, and like NFL history, like from the seven, like like uh, for the 70s, you'll see that those three teams, at least two of those three teams. Mostly Minnesota and the Rams, more often than not, would be end up being winners of that division. And it's 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 very old school, and that's very cool to have the NFL back in LA and have the LA Rams win that division in convention in in, in, in convention fashion. This is great. I think it's great. And you know Jacksonville winning the division for the first time in several years is great. Um, I tell you this, I wouldn't want to see Jacksonville in the in the in the playoffs. I, I really don't want to. I I'm nervous for my Steelers because they're with the two seed right now, and I think we're going to concede home field because I don't think Tom is going to play his guys against the Browns. Um, mm-hmm. I I I and, and, and there's no way in hell New England's going to lose to the Jets at home. I'm sorry, but I. I don't want to see Jacksonville, bro. I don't care if Blake Bortles is slinging the rock and being a turnover machine. I don't want to see Jacksonville. Those, those cats are scared. They they play D. They run the ball. They're Seattle Seahawks 2.0. And they're feeling themselves. 
and rightfully so. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see Baltimore. I don't want to see. Um, you know, see, I don't want to see the Saints because they're they, they're running the football and playing defense. Can you mm-hmm. imagine that? They're running the ball and playing defense, which is why they, after they started zero and two, they they've been eleven and two since that start. Um, yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing, man. I I just don't I just don't want to see those teams on the top of my head. And I really the Rams are very intriguing. You know, they're very intriguing. I think Todd Girl is a, a great MVP candidate. I think Tom Brady the coach is gonna get it. But it wouldn't it wouldn't offend me if Todd Gurley got it. Uh it's 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 been that kind of year though. It's been that kind of year in the NFL. Now, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. Now, first and foremost, um, without looking, it's a possibility that the last time we saw those three franchises that you named, the Rams, Mm -hmm. the Vikings, and the Eagles all winning their divisions, I think the last time that that happened may have been around 2001, 2002. I could be wrong, but you got to remember, Dante Culpepper with the Vikings at the time, with Randy Moss and... And, and, and Smith and, and, and that receiving call of Jake Reed and and um, Chris Carter, that squad was relatively nice. And then Donovan McNabb and, and Philly, and then, of course, the greatest show on turf. I'm thinking 2001, 2002 may have been the last time that the three of these franchises at the same time won their division. I, I could be wrong, though. But like you said, especially in the 70s, with that 70s Eagles squad, that 70s Rams squad, with the fierce and foursome, and, and, and the Purple People mm-hmm. leaders in, in Minnesota, that is a super throwback, too. So, yeah, I'm going to need those that don't know to go ahead and do your homework on that. Um, I don't know who to expect with, 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 with uh, Jacksonville now after that 44-33 loss to the, to the, to the uh, 49ers last week. It's, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see which Jaguars team makes it to, 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 to play against Tennessee on Sunday because if that same one that showed up in San Fran shows up again, uh-oh, yeah. it may be problematic yeah. for, for, the, uh, for the Jaguars, and they may drop down to a fourth seed. They'll still have a first-round home field game, but – Question marks they may need to be added to that to, to that team, and we already know these playoff teams are good enough. They're going to watch film to see what Tennessee and San Francisco did against this team and try to exploit them in their upcoming playoff games. Um, the, the, right. the two teams um, that, are, that that scare me in terms of what could potentially happen throughout the entire excuse me. Playoffs, uh, uh, one, of course, is, is the Saints, even though they had a tough loss last week. Or, or, or did they did – they, no, they lost to the, uh, the Falcons last week, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they lost to the Falcons. Uh, yeah, they had that tough loss yeah. to Atlanta, who's still fighting for a playoff spot. But, um, yeah. like you said, this team, they're not the old Saints. They can run the ball with Kamar and, and Ingram, and if that doesn't mm-hmm. work, Drew Brees still can sling that rock. So that's not going to be a problem for right. them. So with Minnesota having home field advantage, that may be the thing that, that, that helps them out against a team like uh, uh, New Orleans. But once again, they got a two-headed monster running a rock. So I, I want to see Minnesota's defense up against New Orleans run game in the playoffs, especially outside and in, well inside them. Matter of fact, no, they play indoors now. Oh, mm, Drew Brees may be a factor in that game, so it'll be interesting to see that defense play up against that whole New Orleans offense if if that were to happen. And then, of course, to see mm. what Philadelphia does with with Nick Foles in the playoffs. Of course, they're not the same team yeah. as they were uh, 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 with with Carson Wentz now being out, but. Um, Seattle, they're no longer what they once were. And then you got Earl Thomas begging to be on the Dallas Cowboys. How insane is that? But 
I mean, I digress from that. But this, that team is still wily. That defense ain't what it used to be. They got a lot of pieces missing on that defense. And, and they don't have a run game anymore. But guess who's still doing it? Russell Wilson. Clowns, they had more yep. penalty yards last week than they did uh, uh, yards gained. And, and they beat Dallas in Dallas. So, mm. uh, How about that? If, 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 if I was... You know, uh, a team that had to face Seattle, even though you you would probably get them at at your crib, I would still be concerned about that team because Russell Wilson still can can ball. And if it's a situation, the only team I probably would would be that I wouldn't be scared of, of Seattle would be the Rams. That's the only team in NFC yeah. right now that if if I saw Seattle coming to my spot, I'm like, eh, we got this because they they've already handled them twice. Mm-hmm. Even though they say beating the team three times in the same season is difficult, the way the Rams look, I think that they can do it. But um, in the uh, the AFC, even though they haven't sealed uh, 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 or captured a playoff spot yet, the Chargers is one of those healthy skelter teams. Yeah. When they've been bad, they've been bad. But when they've been good, they've been pretty good. I don't know if they're good enough right. to beat Pittsburgh or, or New England, but they've been pretty strong in, in, in their in their great games. So it's it's all about seeing what Philip Rivers, what Keenan Allen, and, and what Mark Ingram we see coming. And, and Joey, don't forget about that that pass rush with uh, Joey Bosa. It was the other guy that they have on the other end. I can't remember what his name is. I, I know head. you're talking about, but but yeah, the thing is about. <clears throat> About about the Chargers, man. You know you got teams that are offensive minded, offensively minded, yeah. defensive minded. The Chargers could do both. They can they can they can they can score points, and they can get out to you on defense. That's what makes mm-hmm. them so dangerous. They didn't have that bad start. They'd be cooking. They 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 would be the AFC West champs if they didn't. Yeah. What to start? What zero and four? And they've been what, three cents. So yeah. I mean credit, credit like uh, credit to the first year head coach, uh, but I don't his name escapes me, you know, brother man. But but still, if they get in the in the tournament, look out. But I'm looking at speaking of matchups, I'm just going through these matchups record, these projected matchups, I should say. Mm-hmm. Baltimore and Kansas City, that Ooh. game, that wild card matchup is very intriguing. You got Kansas Ooh. City, you start out five and zero. Get this for a little bit, and then then uh, then obviously bounce back to win the, their division. And mm-hmm. you got Baltimore, a lot of the same thing. I mean, they they start they start up well, pretty well, two and I guess they beat down Cincinnati. I was here to see that game here, Cincinnati. But, <laughs> but they've been out to scaffold, and then they have, now they've been hot as of late. Um, they can all they always could play defense. It's just a, mm-hmm. could, they, could they manage to score more than 10 points? But, you know, we all seen that Joe Flacco can do in the playoffs. He's like Jekyll and Hyde in a good way. Yeah. If you're Ravens fans. I mean, he's been lights out in the playoffs. He's like, I guess, it's, it's, but I think he's doing only two or three interceptions to 10 or more touchdowns, and he has a winning playoff record. So dude shows up when it matters, and he's been like that since he was a rookie. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, they—that's an intriguing matchup, very intriguing. And I don't think Baltimore is scared of Kansas City. They—they they, no, they might be the better team on paper, and you know. So I'm looking at that that game and thinking, shoot, shoot. <laughs> I, yo, if New England does cheat this way to like to the top seed, overall top seed, the <laughs> They get the they they get the winner if things play out. They get the winner of Baltimore Kansas City, and both mm-hmm. Baltimore Kansas City has New England's number. So you know it's all about matchups. So it's it's going to be that's what is very intriguing. It's going to be very 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 intriguing for that particular matchup in the playoffs. Well, we'll get we'll 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 call the show on this, bro. Being that this is the week of college football bowl season. Well, most of both get into action. But do we have stuff that went on today? Like Florida State beat down Southern like Southern Miss. Big surprise there, right? Iowa exactly beat 
Boston College and what was a very good competitive game in the Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, mm. You know, Duke beating down Northern Illinois the other night and other couple other games I didn't give a damn enough to keep up with. But <laughs> I keep going on about the the the, the number, the ridiculously insane number of bowls. But let's just focus on the bowls that matter. That's the college football playoff. Who you got, bro? Who you got winning it all? Well, who do I have winning it all? I, I actually have Clemson yeah. winning it all. With um, mm. Clemson beating Alabama and uh, Oklahoma beating Georgia. So uh, mm. I have a Clemson-Oklahoma championship game with Clemson coming out on top and, and a close one. I'm going to go ahead and say probably – uh, uh, 31-28 in that final. I haven't been asked about a score before, but I have been asked about a winner, and I'm taking uh, – uh, I took Clemson, and I'm taking them to win uh, 31-28. You know, as much as I'd love to make this more suspenseful, I got to agree with you. We, 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 we both share the brand on this one. I got Clemson beaten with Alabama. What should be a game for the ages, Alabama-Clemson mm-hmm. part three. Uh, Clemson is just they're, they're too deep on defense Especially along the first cover It's just It's just flat nasty it's, I, I don't know how Alabama's going to be able to score points on them Like they did last season I, I mean and, 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 and Clemson is solid enough just on offense They're solid enough To, to, to actually get Past the juggler that is Alabama and plus those guys Been there and done that and Alabama as well, but but Clemson, I think they're hungry enough to to repeat, and I think the defense alone will give Alabama fits on offense, and they should win that game in the, in the Sugar in the Sugar Bowl. It'll be tough. It'll be a tough game, but I think Clemson will come out on top. I don't see anybody. I don't see Georgia stopping Oklahoma. It's like we we talked about this before. It's like. Georgia is almost as if like Georgia got punished for winning the SEC championship. You yeah. won the SEC championship. Congratulations. Here's your here's your prize. You're gonna go way out in the Rose Bowl and play a red hot Oklahoma team with the Heisman Trophy winner leading the way our quarterback. Good luck with mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, so yeah, I, I I would be shocked. I would be shocked. If that Oklahoma game does not stay within 17 points, I would be shocked if it stays within if it falls below 17 points, the margin of victory. Basically, what I'm trying to say is Oklahoma should curb stop the hell out of Georgia. I think I think they're going to blow them out. I really think wow. they are. Um, I think they're going to blow them out because again, I don't. I mean, I've seen Oklahoma playing. Granted, Oklahoma is kind of allergic. Not kind of. They are allergic to to playing defense as is the rest of the. Pac-12 at large, but I, I just I don't I don't see Georgia stopping them. I don't see Georgia scoring up the end to keep up with them. I, I I just don't see it. I mean Georgia is a it's all is that I mean they're like a throwback. They run the ball, they sell the pass. I think that if, I think Oklahoma's going to try and take that away and make their quarterback beat him with his arms. And I don't see it happening. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see that quarterback out dueling Baker Mayfield. And I think, given no. that Georgia has to travel cross country, and you know whatnot, I, I just, I just, I just don't see them staying within seventeen points. Of them. I don't. Uh, at least within double digits of them, I, I just don't see. I think Oklahoma's going to be going to beat the hell out of them. I really do. Which leads us to the championship game again. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, but we see what make, but we see what Baker Mayfield, how he did it close two years ago in the College Football Playoff. He got he got his ass kicked in the second half, and they got curb stomped mm-hmm. by Clemson. And I think they may not get curb stomped again, but I think Clemson's going to have their way with them. I, I think that Clemson's going to win this bad boy going away. So basically, though, I'll say this: the winner of Clemson to Alabama is going to win the whole thing. Ah, yeah, I really do think that. I think whoever wins Clemson Alabama three would be national out of, out of the uh, the defending still the national champs or whatever. Um, you get the point. I'm, I almost pretty much butchered that, that 
the last time <laughs> or whatever. But but basically, who wins? Alabama, Clemson will be the champ. Be the twenty seventeen college football champion. So that'll be. I mean, hopefully those games will be good. I mean, be, like because the um, the fourth for last year was college, but we'll see. All right, man. I know you're tired every time. I hope you love your presents and everything. But uh, go, gotta go. So. Oh yeah. Well, so I, I got my present a little go. early. I got my present a little early because oh. um, I didn't get a chance to speak to you about it. Going to the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium and watching the Aggies go undefeated. And winning the yes. National Black Championship over Grambling. Man, being in that stadium, beautiful stadium, my only concern is whether or not Rob Broadway will come back next year for another year to coach the Aggies. He is not to have a deal mm. for next year. He's been coaching for 40 years altogether in terms of being an assistant and a head coach. There's a possibility he walks away from it all, bro. He says he's going to make a decision mm. next month. It doesn't look positive. They went through an entire year without negotiating. They say that's how A&T does it with, with, with uh, the, the, the AD. But to go through an entire year mm-hmm. without any negotiation, it scares me. So I, I expect Broadway to walk out on top undefeated. Uh-huh. But I don't expect the team to take that much of a dip because a lot of their main players are coming back. But, yeah, I've got my, my present, my confetti bath. It was beautiful. It was great to be there in the stadium, and I'm looking to go back to the Celebration Bowl, regardless of who's there next year. And I need to do the same thing, too, bro. I definitely need to do the same thing. But Aggie Pride, man. Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride? Hey. There you go. All right, man. Peace. That's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on Street Radio every Tuesday night here at Fall Talk Radio, as well as the sports blog, the Yard Slash HBCU Sports. I'm Scott Burks. This is the Clown Hour. Sound off. Good night, 006. Happy holidays and stay warm.